Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivier. Hey Ananga. Hey Shan. This week on the podcast, we're responding to a listener question about helping a beloved teen navigate through anxiety. And here's the listener question. How can I navigate and love my son in his late teens through high anxiety? It's difficult for me as I'm highly anxious watching him and feeling all the mental and physical symptoms that anxiety can give you. I feel many anxious parents want to help and not project their anxieties onto their child. It's knowing when to listen and when to teach, but without lecturing. It's keeping our own emotions intact and trying to create a healthy distance without overpowering and overprotecting them. I feel like this listener already answered her own question. I think she's doing a, a fine job based on what she shared in the second half of her question. Yeah, it's a deep reflection on the experience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I also thought that that's a lucky team because he's got a very thoughtful parent there. And uh, yeah, it is finding that, that balance, isn't it? And some days that's easier than, than others. I think this can be a super challenging experience because we're highly tuned into our children's anxiety. We can be right there with them. We can also feel triggered and very aware of another anxious person in the home. I know for myself, if I'm around another mind with anxiety, I'm very aware of it. So that's the challenge, is that uh, two anxious people in the same home can amplify that energy. But also, it can be an invitation to look more deeply at getting support for our own anxiety and having tools and techniques to share. That makes me think of many years ago when my son was feeling super stressed at school. And of course, I was taking that on. And how can I support him? And, and it was the calming point. It was, hey, you might want to try this cool calming point that you can do. And kind of leaving it without trying to fix it, but just offering a suggestion. And then hearing back about how it did help, and how he was even sharing that with his friends, mm. sharing that point for tests and, and different things that were going on. Yeah, I think having tools and techniques to share, it's so empowering. It feels proactive rather than feeling held hostage to anxiety. Sometimes we can feel overwhelmed by anxiety, and it can come with such an energy, can't it? Such a push into the home that you can think, I don't know how we're going to handle this. But when we have tools, techniques, then we've got something to try. My daughter's also gone to school and shared tapping, um, different things with her friends. From a very young age, I can remember when she was five, telling a friend they should try EFT, mm. which was EFT, EFT tapping. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> very earnestly sharing that. But um, yeah, her friends used to come and sit with me and ask for bark flowers and learn tapping and all sorts. So it can be a real opportunity to extend understanding. A parent who understands anxiety can be a gift. Often we hear parents express concern that they've given their children anxiety or they're making their children more anxious or they're, they're projecting onto them. That's definitely a concern that we've heard many times. But again, this has a, a flip side, which is somebody that understands anxiety 
can be a gift. Mm. We're more likely to be empathetic when we understand what somebody else is going through. And that can be a huge comfort to a child or a teen. Personally, growing up, I would have preferred that experience than being expected to get on with it. And I used to get told it's a tough world out there, toughen up. Yeah, suck it up. I didn't even know how to operate like that. Well, sure. And and then also a parent who hasn't experienced anxiety might be impatient or think that it's something that we should endure or fix, uh, which can leave the child feeling like there's something really wrong with them or that they have absolutely nowhere to go for support. Yeah, I can remember feeling like that. Like, you know, I couldn't just switch it off. I felt overwhelmed by it. There wasn't room always for how I was feeling, busy working parents. And I can remember feeling quite isolated and withdrawn because I felt so anxious and so awful, but didn't know how to give voice to it or where to go for help. So I think a parent that's familiar with anxiety can be an absolute blessing because they know what it feels like. They've got empathy. And hopefully they've got some tools and techniques and experience that they can pass on to help. And again, there's the opportunity here if you need to shore up your own anxiety to to rise to the occasion of supporting a loved one, then um, it's always good. Go back to basics, learn techniques, learn tapping. Yeah, go back to what helps. Go back to what helps. And then even if only by example you're helping somebody else because you're showing that you're taking good care of yourself. But uh, often we can pass on things that will help others too. And some of the daily things that we can do or that we can invite our teens to do with us are walking, just getting out of the house and moving your body, even if it's a short walk. Breathing, deep breathing, maybe teach a deep breathing exercise or invite them to just take a few deep cleansing breaths. We talk about Qigong and how Qigong can be helpful. Yoga can be helpful. Soft, the soft martial arts. Steering them away from caffeine, if at all possible, and whenever possible. And then, of course, if you're still living with a teenager and you are making the food and, and purchasing the food for the family, to be really mindful of having the freshest ingredients you can, organic if possible, whole foods whenever possible, and just really being in that space of understanding that nutrition will help their nerves. Yeah. These are all such simple things that we share a lot, but they they are the things that really help us feel more safe, more grounded. And there are so many things we can do nutritionally to support others with their anxiety. Of course, one thing that's worth mentioning with, with a child and a teen is that some are more receptive than others. So how much we're able to help will depend on, you know, whether they want to come for a walk or try different things. You know, that's to be figured out together. That's a very individual thing. Bribery might be, you know, a part of it. Um, speaking from my own experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we have to be a little creative, different ways around things. but. With nutrition, there are so many things we can do to help anxiety. For example, if you soak a handful of almonds overnight, grind them into a paste in the morning and simmer them in some hot milk 
with some cinnamon, that is a nerve tonic that you can drink the next morning. Again, it's how receptive somebody is to receiving that, but over time, that helps support the nervous system. We've shared before a nerve nourishing drink at bedtime. There are so many calming herbal teas that you can try, and you might need to try a sample back and see which ones are preferred. Or almond milk at night with a pinch of nutmeg, and nutmeg is a natural sedative. It helps us feel calm, helps us get to sleep. There's so many things we can bring in to our diet, to our lifestyle that just helps calm the nervous system. Really important at this time of year as well as we're going into autumn season. So for that, I'd recommend having a look on our website, look up our autumn episodes and uh, see what we're recommending there nutritionally. Those are the kinds of things to eat to support your nervous system. Some teens respond well to discharging adrenaline by going to the gym. It can help them feel confident, active, grounded, just finding what helps. It can be quite personal, but also it's surprising what a few small measures added into the week can do to help bring some support. Yeah, we need to move the energy. We need to help them move the energy through their body in one way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. There's so much time now sitting and staring and bringing in screens and, and all of that. So those are just some good places to start. And then also, we can't do this episode without covering Bach flower remedies that you've heard us speak about since the beginning <laughs> of our podcast. Bach flowers are a collection of 38 remedies discovered in the 1920s and 30s by Dr. Edward Bach, a well-known physician. And you can find out more about Bach flower remedies at bachcenter.com. We'll also have a link in our show notes for you so that you can get right to the page and learn more about Bach flowers. Rescue remedies are a really helpful thing to have in the home for general anxiety. It's been in my home since the 1980s. Always have rescue remedy to hand. It's a combination of remedies that support stress, anxiety, nervousness. It's great for tests, um, new social experiences, things we might be worried about. It's also helpful if someone's experienced a shock or trauma. And it just comes in this really handy little dropper bottle or spray that you can carry with you. Again, depends on how receptive your teen is to um, taking that or, or carrying it with them. But it's a really helpful thing to have and helpful as well for anyone else in the home and for a mum that's offering support. Another remedy that's really good from the same collection of bark flower remedies, it's called red chestnut. And red chestnut supports us when we feel worried about our loved ones. If we feel that we're preoccupied with concern or overly concerned, red chestnut is very supportive for that. Mimulus is also a good choice and is a remedy for anxiety when we know what we're worried about. Maybe there's a big test coming or social situations or a social gathering coming. And if we can say what we're anxious about, this is where mimulus is the remedy. And then also a really powerful remedy is aspen. This is the remedy when we can't really name the specific worry that we have, but we have a, a sense of that something bad is going to happen or just kind of this impending doom. 
Aspen also is incredibly potent for nighttime fears that will often come up for our teens. Sometimes with my daughter, I've just asked, is it okay if I add some drops to your, to your drinks when I bring them to you? She might have felt overwhelmed, particularly overwhelmed with anxiety, for which there is a remedy called Elm, which we didn't previously mention. That's a great remedy for that. But she might feel yeah, overwhelmed, really anxious, and it just feels too much to get things together. So I've asked her on occasion, you know, if I bring you a cup of tea or some juice, is it okay if I add some drops for you? As she got older, she'd sit with me and make her own custom remedy. You can get some really nice books on bark flowers and learn a little more. It's not difficult to learn. And she would go through and pick her own remedies and we'd make her up a little remedy bottle. We have the full set in our house so we could choose whatever either of us needed. Sometimes we'd sit and do that together. You know, Again, it depends on receptivity, comfort of the person we're trying to support, which is why we're sharing a few different ways around it. Anxiety Slayer is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in your own way? It's this feeling like you know what you need to do to care for yourself, but your mind gets in the way, or you just can't do it. You just kind of seize up. Therapy can actually help you figure out what's holding you back or what's getting in your way. So you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And therapy isn't just for those who experienced major trauma. It can help you create a proactive path with the support you need to break through whatever might be holding you back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and totally suited to your schedule. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Slayer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Slayer. What else can we do, Ananga, to help a teen who's struggling with anxiety? In my experience, the first thing I've always tried to have in place is something easy and effective that can stop escalating anxiety that you can quickly share. And one of the best techniques for that is something that's called the quick anxiety stopper. It's a shortened sequence from the EFT tapping sequence. It's just three points. And if you repeat these three simple points, you can stop an anxiety attack in its tracks. I think it's really important when there's anyone in the house with anxiety, especially if there's more than one person suffering with anxiety, it's helpful to have something that can stop the fear of the fear. We can become more anxious when we think, I don't know what I'm going to do if, you know, my child has an anxiety attack. If my anxiety escalates and tips over into an attack, you can feel really helpless. And once that starts to happen, it feels like the anxiety gains power in the household. So for me, it's always been about having effective techniques in place, if at all possible, teaching them to your child or teen that's suffering with anxiety so they know what to do. If they're open to it, sit and go through it with them so they're really, really familiar. And I'll share here, we have courses that go into this in detail available, but I'll share here quickly how you do it. So the first thing to do is to take a long breath out. We tend to hyperventilate when we're anxious. 
So you take a breath out and you start tapping on the EFT tapping point under the eye. If you need a diagram for that, you can go to anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT and you'll find our tapping diagram. So you tap with a couple of fingertips under your eye, dead center on the socket under the eye, and just tap there for a few seconds. And then you take a cupped hand and pat under the arm, about four inches down from the armpit, patting really firmly, good few times there. That helps if you feel faint or spaced out, helps you feel more grounded and more safe. And then the third point is up on the collarbone point, which we share a lot because that's on the kidney meridian and it directly helps calm fear. So tapping on the collarbone point, there's a hollow where the collarbone sits right by the sternum, by the breastbone. Again, have a look at the diagram. Don't worry too much about getting the point right. Don't let that stop you. All these points are on bony areas. So when you tap the vibration percusses to where it needs to go, don't ever think, I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to try. Just try and you'll get a feel for it. So you're tapping under the eye, patting under the arm, tapping on the collarbone and take a breath in and release and go again and keep doing it. A few years ago, I was working with a client who had really intense panic attacks and she messaged me one day and she said, I'm doing the quick anxiety stopper and it's not working. What should I do? And I said, keep doing it. And she messaged me two minutes later. She said, oh, it's worked. Mm. It's done it. I feel much calmer. So just keep going. It really works and you can stop an anxiety attack with that method. So it's, it's really great to have that available. It's just three points to remember and good to practice them when you're feeling okay. So you know what to do if anxiety escalates. It's not really the time to try something new that we're not familiar with when we're already feeling really anxious. So I recommend learning it. Learn the quick anxiety stopper. You can learn a lot more about these techniques in our Freedom from Anxiety Attacks course, which has detailed teachings on the quick anxiety stopper. It's also got some audio guided sessions. You can find that at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. And also at the same place, you can find our free course on anxiety, which has some guided tapping sessions, guided meditations, and a lesson on how to calm the fear of anxiety, how to not have the fear of the fear. And this is a very helpful reminder and invitation to all of the people who reach out to us and are wondering how they can use tapping, how tapping can help their anxiety. Because there are so many ways that tapping can help. You can tap for your own anxiety. You can tap for gaining clarity about when to listen and when to to step in. You can even tap for your teen, which is something I only learned about recently from you, Ananga, when you invited me to tap for other people, to tap to get my, myself out of the way for the anxiety that I was feeling about a loved one, and then to tap for them. It's this energetic intention to help where you can help, even if your loved one isn't willing or able to tap. Tapping's a great way to help us feel calm, resourceful, positive, and to trust, to trust that our loved one will figure it out and they will get through it and to just hold them in the highest regard. 
When my daughter was going through a particularly anxious time, I remember, I used tapping to get my own stuff out of the way. I was very aware of her anxiety in our home and feeling a lot of concern for her, but I wanted to be as clear and calm as possible to respond to her. So I used tapping for that so I could respond to her without my own static crackling away and and so I could be as resourceful as possible. So it's worth exploring learning how to do this with tapping. It's extremely helpful. It's something we can do every day, several times a day. It's good for calming the anxiety itself. It's good for getting clear. If your teen is worried about exams or driving or social events, if they have a particular concern, you can help them with tapping for that, teach them how to use it. There's so many resources available. We have guided sessions on Patreon. We have our courses on Teachable. We have many episodes as well. If you look through our archives, you'll find many guided walkthroughs for tapping. And I think really that's the easiest way to learn is to follow along mm-hmm. and get a feel for it. But try and hold in your mind to be open to the possibility that you really can use it for anything. And if you don't know what that means yet or how that looks yet, following guided sessions will help you with that. But with tapping, the best thing is to use your own words as if you were talking to a friend. So if you're having a difficult day, say you have a teenage son and you're really worried about them, you can get the tapping diagram and just sit and tap and say, even though I'm really worried about, and insert your son's name, I completely love and accept him and I completely love and accept myself. And you repeat that three times and then you start tapping the points through. And you just be honest and say, I'm I'm really worried about and add your child's name on each point as you tap through. And it just takes the worry down. And what you'll find is as the worry goes down, some resources and some ideas of how you can help will come up. You'll just start to feel more calm and more positive. It's not a hard thing to learn. It's very simple. It's just a question of getting familiar with it. And it's such a gift. It's a gift to every parent and child that is willing to give it a shot and to stick with it. It's much easier than you might think, that's for sure. Yeah, it is. Again, it's just a question of getting familiar with with the idea of following a guided session can be really helpful. And if you just pick a title, again, we've got so many available. Pick a title that resonates as close as possible to what you're feeling and then listen through, tap along with it, see how you feel, get familiar with the points. And then go through it again with a pen and paper and just switch the words to be more personally relevant to you and your situation. Mm, Yeah, good idea. And then go again. It doesn't matter if you've got a script. It doesn't matter if you need the diagram. It doesn't matter if you miss a point. It doesn't matter if you're not exactly on a point. It will still help. The main obstacle to tapping is to feel confused or like we're not going to do it right so we don't try. I've been using it for, I don't know how many years now, 25, 24, 25 years. And I'm still using it all the time, sharing it, teaching it, because it works. I don't think there's many techniques I've learned that I've stuck with for uh, 25 years. It's got to be really worth it. So bark flowers and tapping have been in my life for for decades for good reason. Mm, Yeah. 
or we get messages every week from people who are learning to help their anxiety with tapping. And there are so many ways it can help in this situation. The only limit is our openness to being creative and experimenting with it. You know, the worst thing that's going to happen is it's not going to work as well as it might, but it will still help. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. If you love our podcast, consider becoming a patron and get over 200 guided relaxations, guided tapping sessions, and Ayurvedic teachings for anxiety relief at patreon.com slash anxiety slayer.